Hello everybody and welcome to the technical area, your regular football manager podcast brought to you by me, your host Gaffer Grimba once again. It's episode 35, it's the one I promised you last week, I suppose that never actually made it. So when I promised you last week that I'm very sorry it's delayed but as we said it's the summer series, episodes will be a little bit irregular episodes will won't be out on that regular schedule that I do love and crave during normal times but it is summer it's a summer holidays and there is a hope that a little bit of allowance from you guys to for these episodes to kind of come out as soon as they are ready but nonetheless I hope you've enjoyed the last few episodes and I appreciate you getting honestly thank you as well for your patience while I can keep working away on ironing out the little kinks and recording each episode well, fortunately, you know, we're back with the laptop this week, so hopefully that does make a difference with the recording quality, and this episode goes a little bit more smoothly. This episode, we're kind of bringing towards, you know, that anti-football look, that total, you know, admiration or, or loathing, I suppose, of what it is Diego Simeone has made famous at Atletico Madrid. Because, like, as you, you might have to try your mind back a little bit, but just before the pandemic shut down world football, the last Liverpool match I was able to watch was our inglorious exit from the Champions League to Atletico Madrid. So well now, at the season's ended, that doesn't seem to be as bad as it did back in March, that the players would have to be playing during the month of August. Going out to Simeone and his, I suppose, shithousery, so it's the only way you can kind of put it at times. It did hurt. I do apologise for the language. We can put a little bit of a beep in there. But it reminded me of 2009-10 as well. Watching Liverpool and watching so many other teams go and play Stoke. Because when Stoke rocked up into the Premier League, and they did their thing. And after reading Angels with Dirty Faces during lockdown as well, it doesn't surprise me to see where Simeone's inspiration did come from. Now, I did get a little bit of extra reading done this week, so there's plenty of um, links there below, sources for this podcast, places where I got my inspiration from, what it is I'm going to be talking about. So if you want to go and dive in a little bit more to these articles and read a little bit more, see a bit more, some of them had some great um, images, some great clips, tactical breakdowns, they're definitely worth checking out. Because at the end of the day... Although Simeone may be bringing it to a new level, anti-football is not a new phenomenon. Considering 45.5% of FMers love it in FM20, 55.5% loathe it, including FM Tahiti saying it's my favourite. We've all come to terms knowing and accepting we're going to be watching some teams play and play in the anti-football way. Pulis and Stoke may have set the precedent for Premier League clubs in surviving and setting a platform for themselves when they can establish themselves somewhat in the league. What Atleti have risen under Cholismo, but at what cost has this rise come from? From those aesthetic purists, from the wider football community. But to think back, the school of Bilardo divided Argentina when he succeeded Menotti. But for clubs and managers, what is the draw of anti-football? Now, FM Virus had a great piece that I read. And it starts with a very, very relevant quote. 
for Machiavelli, arguing that the ends always justify the means. That we're not too far removed from the time where, although lauded as a tactical innovator, Herbert Chapman's WM was seen and noted for its cynicism and lack of aesthetics. With World Soccer even going as far as to say in their piece, the intelligent supporter is the one who does not obsess over whether the team plays well, but rather that the team wants to win. Because you see, anti-football is a form of defensive football. It is designed to frustrate the opposition and hit them hard directly. Although it may be seen as a sexier form of defensive football, it is a very effective approach and a results-driven approach nonetheless. The piece I read on World Soccer Talk even went as far to say Simeone has described his style of playing as that of a man holding a knife between his teeth. Now Simeone has done something excellent at Atleti and that's build a team to play this way. And if you're building a team and football manager that you want to play the Cholizimo way, you're going to require a certain kind of player to engage with such a system. You're going to need players with high teamwork, work rate, stamina, concentration and decisions to underpin just exactly what it is you want this philosophy to achieve. But like we've said, and like we're going to touch on now, the origins of anti-football have come a long way, and the style has even changed as time has gone on. These Football Times had a great piece on it, and it was something that reminded me a lot of that book by Jonathan Wills and Angels of Dirty Faces, one I would highly recommend to everyone, if you haven't read it yet. But when Argentina saw the decline of La Nuestra, that beautiful style of football they had, they had uh, adopted and developed there in the country, Following the 1958 World Cup humbling they suffered, the country saw a search for a way to find an approach that brought results. They turned to Spinetto to manage the side, a fighter, who brought a simple winning approach to Velez that shunned La Nuesa, an approach in Argentina that although Velez may not have been a team many enjoyed, they couldn't deny that Spinetta, who fought a lot himself, as in fist fights, boxing, that simple approach shunned Lanuestra and took Velez into the conversation at the upper ends of the table. But it wasn't until Osvaldo Zubeldia, that was the striker in Spinetta's Velez side, who took this style that Spinetta had developed to new levels when he took over as the manager of Estudiantes, regarded by many as some of the most, one of the most cynical sides in all of history, a side that went and pushed the boundaries of exactly what sportsmanship was to be seen. Zubeldi himself even going as far to say, you don't arrive at glory through a path of roses. Now in that Estudiantes side, there was Carlos Bilardo, the key instigator of this is what Zubeldia wanted his team to do. Bellardo was it was practicality and system-driven approach when he became a manager. That won Argentina their 1986 World Cup. But it was a far cry from Minotti, a disciple of Noestra, and his win in 1978. 
Because see, what Ballardo did was he took anti-football to a new level. Having played as a defensive midfielder for Zubeldias, uh, Estudiantes de la Plata, he was a cynical and destructive player who wanted his teams to play cynical and destructive football. But nonetheless, with the adoption of the, at the time, modern offside rule, Bernardo developed and innovated with an aggressive form of the offside trap. Something that I suppose could have been an inspiration for that famous Arsenal side who adopted a similar approach back in the uh, early 90s. But his system was designed in an attempt to find the perfect balance between structure and attacking flair. Seven players would defend, three would attack. And if you are familiar with the approaches of Italian football, it's something you might be familiar with, with Marcello Lippi's tactics when he was manager of Italian sides like such as Juventus and the national team. But Simeone was the latest disciple of, I suppose you could say this, anti-football, where effort is non-negotiable. His nickname Cholo means someone with street smarts and toughness. And despite the fact he grew up not wanting for anything and not growing up in, actual, in absolute poverty, Simeone understood the value of hard work. And we, his career began at Velez. And at the time it was the Bielardismo that swayed him, not Menotismo, as many would have expected. Because you see, after his managing career at a senior level ended, Spinetto took to Velez's youth system when he retired from the management. And his arrival at the youth system coincided with the arrival of a certain Simeone, progressing through the ranks. Simeone's time in Italian football also educated him in the principles of Catanaccio, principles of defensive football that we all know in Italy so well. Although Catanaccio's style may have changed and evolved since the 1960s, the principles are still exist and are still emphasised in Italian football. Because as many people may be aware and may realise, Italian football is a results-driven league. As a manager, Simeone has preferred his 4-4-2 formation. But what's incredible about Simeone's 4-4-2 is how it alters during a game, often appearing as 4-3-3s or 4-5-1s, depending on the opposition. His squad he's built are versatile. There are players who can play in various roles across the team. With a lack of star showbiz players possibly helping this athletic system become even more successful. Because these players you know, there may be question marks about how they buy into the system, focusing on their individual actions instead of pulling for the collective. The 4-4-2 is a narrow and compact side. The players educated to choose either to press or restrict on where it is. Atleti prefer to restrict centrally, to press the wings as players have fewer passing options in these situations. Atleti are comfortable defending deep for long spells. World Soccer's article quoting Simeone by saying, With time I learned the best ways to think about how to win is in your defensive balance. Now four players with speed outlets set up Atleti for the counter. So if it's something you are considering a football manager, you will need four attacking players with pace. Griezmann was a standout in the system, often the attacking midfielder in a 4-4-1-1 or a deep line forward in a 4-4-2, but he would break ahead of the shape, ready to chase down long diagonal balls, again harking back to that work rate, 
and look to hold up play and bring others into the game. A definite option for you if you are looking to create the role in a 4-4-1-1 through those um, player instructions, holding up the ball for your attacking midfielder. Two centre midfielders behind, in the, whether in the 4-4-2 or in the 4-4-1-1, they press intensively. They force the opposition to play over the top of them, where the centre halves are ready to step forward and take care of any balls that are clipped over the top. The fullback's priorities is to defend deep, to stop crosses, and be comfortable in aerial challenges if teams look to switch play across the pitch. But this solid, def- solid defensive system is devastating on the counter. Because of their speed, because of the fact they can get at you with such speed and such quality players, and their counter-attacks can be gained for anywhere across the pitch, not necessarily deep. So wherever it is, they press. Atleti are ready to continue to push forward and take advantage of the fact they've caught you in possession. And of course, behind this solid defensive shape, there is the imperious Jan Oblak. It's such a frustrating system for many to encounter. We all know, even myself, I'm starting to encounter a lot in it. FM20 where with teams looking to sit back, teams looking to, you know, kind of play this low blocking football. And it's difficult to play against a side like this. Like I have to, and it's unsurprising to see that Atleti, for all the talents that they have, they just still do draw some criticism in. Jurgen Klopp may be a sore loser. But nonetheless, he said, it gets so difficult to play against a side like this. I don't understand with the quality they have, the football they play. They can play proper football, but they stand deep and have counter-attacks instead. So when it comes to Chalizimo, when it comes to anti-football, where do we go from here? Not a style for the aesthetic purists. Anti-football is designed to reduce football to a brutal game some would say. While the style may win over students of the game, fans may turn on those who favour the style. Because anti-football got its name for what it is. But unlike the early days of football, there's no ruling body who can determine the right or only way to play the game. World Soccer, again, a great piece. While there's no single coach he most clearly resembles, Simeone has acknowledged such influences as the leadership of Daniel Passarella, the motivation of Alfio Basile, the competitiveness and reading the games of Carlos Bilardo and Marcello Bielsa's intensity and attention to training methods. Because Simeone's style may not be pure anti-football, as these football times says. Chalismo resembles Bilardismo in its borderline Machiavelli and win-at-all-cost attitude. But tactically, it reflects Simone's inter in its reactivity and Antich's Atletico in its concision and purpose. It could even be suggested that there exists hints of Bielisimo, the philosophy associated with Marcello Bielsa, in Cholisimo's occasional freneticism. Simeone did not play for Bielsa's Argentinian national team after all. So he did play for Bielsa's Argentine national team after all. And it's hard to argue against the role played by circumstance, considering Atletico's place in the arrival of Spanish footballing hierarchy 
and the performance, sorry, and the predominance of Tiki Tak at the time of his arrival. Ewan McTair in his hijacking in La Liga, how Atletico Madrid broke Barcelona at Real Madrid's duopoly on Spanish football book added, he's more Minotti and Bielsa-esque when it comes to tactics than people may think. Because Simeone says himself, what counts is that we keep the game, we play clear. The history of this team is strength and solidity built on hard work. And when that has changed, it hasn't gone well. For those who don't know their history or what we're about, it's work, pressure, counter-attack, solid defence. Those who want to change history go against the Atleti way. It's possible to play well in a lot of different ways. There's no reason to confuse the fans. Atleti is work, effort, counter-attack, competing. That's the way whatever the comments are. And I suppose that's a great message for us, a football manager. There's so many people out there who play fantastic styles, get fantastic results, fantastic runs of form, share these tactics. We copy them, we download them, whatever it is, and we just can't get the results. But there has to be principles undermining it all. Like Simeone, Hard work, intense, deep pressure, a collective effort. If that's what you want in your team, build it on those principles. Create your style. There is no right or wrong way to play football. You play to your strengths, you play to your side strengths. And you just hope you can frustrate the match engine. But just before you head off to do such a thing, I'm just going to ask you to take a moment, maybe leave a positive review, share on your socials with your followers if you've enjoyed the podcast, whatever it is, all that support will be greatly appreciated. As the lockdown restrictions are plateauing a bit in Ireland and summer shows some signs of resumption, my time to record the podcast will be curbed. Episodes may appear irregularly and be for shorter sessions. But my commitment to the podcast will continue. And your patience and support over the past number of months during full lockdown has been greatly appreciated. And it will be over the summer months and the summer period until, you know, regular news resumes, September time or so. If you're going to check out my site or get in touch on Twitter to Gaffer Gramo or the technical area, you'll find the links down below in the episode notes. We are the community interactions form a vital part of the pod, so you can get involved through the votes and the polls, comments, questions, or whatever. And for those of you wondering, the Tesco meal deal from last week was an innocent smoothie, a southern fried chicken pasta, and fried riders, southern fried chicken little things. Though Mrs. Gigi returned from her hair appointment before I could tuck into the pasta, and the fact that Tesco no longer included a fork in the packaging left me feeling wanting for more. But nonetheless, this week has been brought to you by a fantastic cup of Lion's Tea in a lovely new mug I managed to pick up that I've been waiting, I suppose, 30 years for. Well, 30 years for the design anyway. But nonetheless, again, the music for this podcast as well comes from Pond5. So if you wanted to rival me in the podcast world, if you want to add some stock photos, stock images to whatever work it is you do, music, tunes, whatever, 
check out Pond5. You do have to pay, but the stuff is quality and definitely worth it. But as I suppose we've ended the Premier League season, the Championship looks set to draw to a close with the playoff final looming quick with the FA Cup final. The return of League of Ireland football this weekend and the Champions League and Europa League in August. I think normality is resuming. But nonetheless, stay safe. Wear your face masks and coverings. Wash those hands. Do whatever it is you have to do to keep yourself safe, your loved ones safe, and all those around you safe. And until the next episode, I've been Gaffer Graymo. Enjoy your football manager sessions. Keep sharing using the hashtag weirdcommunity, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye now.